Thank you for tuning in to Coffee with Chris, a podcast for brokers in the Nevada insurance industry. Chris Carruthers is president of Carruthers Insurance Agency, a brokerage in Las Vegas that has been serving Nevada brokers and consumers since 1969. This podcast is an overview of the monthly event of the same name where brokers meet with Chris for a Q&A of current industry topics, trends, politics, news, resources, and more. For more information about the topics discussed today or about the scheduled event, please visit carothersinsurance.com forward slash coffee with Chris. I'm your host, Desiree Bain. Welcome to Coffee with Chris. Hi, Chris. Hello. How are you today, huh? <laughs> hey, this is a great day, beautiful day here in Las Vegas. So today we're talking about moving forward, what's the new normal for the insurance industry? Um, so since the whole COVID crisis has happened, there's been a lot of changes. Not a, not even a, a lot of them aren't even definitive. It's like sometimes they change a couple of times a day still uh, with reopening and phases and all of this confusing stuff. So what's what's uh, what's been going on with you? What's different for you right now? Well, we'll just start off. We've been pretty much everyone's been working from home for about I think we're going into our ninth week. And uh, what's happened for us is we've had to develop new processes and to make sure we're communicating and working through certain flows together on workflows, et cetera, et cetera. New computer system, new server to be able to allow people to work effectively remotely, which we're finishing implementing now, even though technically people are going to consider going back to work in the office per se, we don't know what the future holds. So we are, we are preparing ourselves for the future long term to be able to work whether we're in an office or have to work remotely or a combination thereof. You know, the Lord only knows where this is going, but our office um, is pretty much everyone's been working from home except for one or two of us. Um, the office has remained open. We've had appointments here. We've had brokers still schedule appointments here. There are people that still want FaceTime. Um, that's been an interesting concept to deal with, considering some people have come in pretty much all gowned up and uh, gloves, masks, glasses, mm-hmm. um, their own, you know, gels and whatnot to sanitize and and et cetera to people that have come in and uh, they naturally want to reach out and shake a hand still. So we're seeing a variation of definitely different um uh, styles of how they're approaching this COVID situation that we're all working through together. I think that uh, long term uh, we're gonna we're easing into this to respect our the staff that work here because everyone's in a different situation. And to those those customers and those brokers that come in as well, we're trying to respect um, all parties, but try to live deliver that service that we want to deliver that quality service um, because it is about creating community and it's kind of interesting dealing with technology and trying to create community. So anyway. Right. So um, do we have, what are some of the plans? What what, what are some of the things that uh, brokers can look forward to being a little different if they 
start coming back to our office? Well, I think, uh, you know, we have uh, one of the staff members that kind of are kind of in charge of the, the COVID reentry, if you will. But some of the conversations that have been happening has been, you know, we have our back office area where uh, maybe uh, people don't come. It's just the staff will work from this area. And if we're going to meet with uh, the brokers and individuals, we'll meet them in either uh, three designated areas. There's a back uh, office area uh, with a round table or they meet in the broker office that, res- that the brokers can reserve. But we can also, also meet brokers there as well as our conference room and our front lobby. But the back area may be the area that's pretty much exclusive to all of us to, to keep with uh, the distance rules and the, the cleanliness rules that everyone's concerned about. That may be one, one solution. Another solution we've been discussing has been do we stagger staff in the office being here, being here certain days? Maybe one staff member's here, you know, Mondays and Fridays and other ones Tuesdays and Thursdays and et cetera. We stagger staff members here so that those brokers, you know, that want to have that one-on-one with that particular staff member, they can set an appointment that's still in office where they come in and then meet within those same guidelines, but also keep the proper distances and safety procedures in, in place. Um, if it's been very hard to figure this out, as we all know, because every business is different. You know, you hear on the news about the restaurants, the beauty salons or barber shops, you know, what are the casinos doing, et cetera. We're all, we're all watching what everyone else is doing and to get those ideas um, to be effective and respectful. Um, I think so. I think everything from uh, plexiglass. Plexiglass uh, dividers to individual greenhouses on uh, on uh, dining dining uh, verandas, you know. Right. So it, it is. Yeah, I. Um, trying different things. They are, and I think that you know, you watch the different news channels. It's kind of interesting how they swing one direction to another, and you know, we got to be careful of um, those opinions. And really probably, probably go to where is, where do we need to be going to the federal government and looking at their, their guidelines that they've been, been posting. And so the, the CDC website is probably the best that everyone's gleaning from, from the governors of each state to the businesses to et cetera, et cetera. Anybody, I think that's going to be the standard. And so if you go to www.cdc.gov forward slash COVID-19, it'll take you to the area where you can glean some of the ideas and they have examples of if you're what type of business, here's some ideas and some things to consider and, and so on. So there have these great think tanks, these experts throughout the, you know, that our government has on hand that are kind of helping us create these guidelines and then we have to personalize it and respect it. Um, I think the other thing we're concerned about we have to be concerned about is, you know, each of our staff members, you know, have different circumstances at home. They may have family members with, you know, compromised immune systems. So they may have a different need or request and we have to be mindful of that. And then we have others where daycares haven't opened up yet. Right. And so their, their reentry is going to be different because of those scenarios. So every family, 
Every person's situation is uniquely different, and we all have to support and encourage each other through that process to reenter. And I think that is applicable out throughout. This this subject has become very politically divided, um, I've noticed online. Um, and I think regardless of our personal opinions or viewpoints on it, we have to definitely respect those who might be, you know, immunocompromised or have situations we're just not aware of. Yeah. So um, definitely really- one of those professionalism, we're going to have to have hand sanitizer and masks available, even if, you know, and maybe even require people to wear them, even if, you know, it's not something we personally think is you know, right. No, it's but it's very interesting. I had a conversation with one of our longtime brokers last night on the phone and it, and it, it hit me in the head while I was like, wow, I just realized something when we, when it comes to talking about COVID, it's mm-hmm. like talking about religion and politics. You don't go there. Yes. <laughs> it's yes. very, it's, yes, it's, it's very divided and strange. It is. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. And mm-hmm. so, but we have to respect, um, Another interesting one was story was uh, for Mother's Day, uh, we were picking up some food at a local restaurant and everyone had their distance. They had their markers on the ground and everyone was in line waiting to pick up their food that they ordered online. And this older gentleman, um, obviously in his 70s plus, just says, well, I ordered my food online. I'm coming to get my food. And he just didn't care about social distance, just barged in, went to the door, went to the counter and said, I'm here to pick up my food. And, uh, and everyone's looking at him like, what are you doing? There's a line. And, and then he comes back out and says, why well, ordered my food online? And everyone said, we all did. <laughs> so here's the line. And, uh, and so he's like, oh, okay. And you saw how he was wrestling with this and he just kept pacing and he would go back in the store and he would wander and weave around everybody else and then look at the counters and look at food and they come back out. He couldn't, he wasn't adjusting. He wasn't, he was so outside of what everyone else is trying to do. And so we're going to still have these rogue people out there. And, uh, and how do we deal with that versus the ones that the, that the new normal isn't normal to we'll say. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not have, normal. Yeah. Then we have the other side where people, I'm concerned about others that are going too far into the concern where I don't, I hope the fears don't overpower them because what happens is those fears can keep adding up and to the point where they, they may be afraid to leave their home and never go anywhere. And that's not, that's not good either. And, um, and just to let you know that they, you know, we may need some counseling through this process from some professional help because it is so to, it is so uniquely challenged. It's challenging to all of us and how we address it. And I'm concerned for those that, um, how we really work through this and look for this, find this new norm, whatever it may work out to be. Well, I know we have, um, a few strategy meetings coming up, um, regarding our office. So um, I will be adding a COVID-19 tab to the website um, at the very top. Um, so when the decisions are made and, and we're definitely, you know, uh, have finalized that plan, uh, the brokers know where to go. And, of course, will be announced in the newsletter. But um, 
So the brokers know where to go to see, you know, do I need to bring a mask? Do I need to bring hand sanitizer? Do I, you know, what, what we'll have available and the resources and protocols we'll be following will be uh, a new tab on the Carruthers insurance website when that time comes. Right. So um, we also have our retail locations to think about, which uh, kind of falls into my, my, uh, department over here and I I tell you I'm struggling with it as well um, you know our main location in Henderson is in the mall which we don't control whether it's open or how it's open necessarily the property management is following the governor's phases as they should be but it's such a small area and we've had such high volume in the past um, during enrollment season so it's really hard to plan and predict what will be needed in November when we don't even know what's going on next week. That's the struggle I'm having with it anyway. Like, how do I make sure the brokers are comfortable, the consumers are comfortable? Um, because, you know, as, as, as you said, it's like talking about religion or politics, people are divided. So if they, you know, you have one client or, or one uh, consumer who looks over and sees, oh, those, those staff members aren't wearing a mask, they might not come over and use those services, right? Whereas other ones won't care. Or they may might see other clients over there not using masks and, you know, it's just it's really, really hard to navigate at this point. Um right. and I know I'm uh besides dealing with the property management at the Galleria, um, I'm sort of looking to the carriers like Walmart and CVS, like, you know, how you said people were watching other businesses. I'm kind of watching to see what changes they're implementing um, because I don't think the volume is going to be as, as extreme as it was in the past. You know, I've put out a few surveys you've seen with some of our consumer facing um, newsletters, put out surveys about um, inquiring like, Hey, how do you feel? Are you going to be, can you not wait to get out? Are you going to, you know, it's, and it's very, the results are very mixed. You know, it's it's pretty much equally split between no, I'm not leaving my house. Yes, I can't wait to get out there and and hesitant, I'll dip my toe in the water for small things and see how it goes. So um, all of those, so many moving parts and variables makes it very difficult to, um, you know, kind of get the macro view on what's going to happen and projections for for what's coming up. But uh we are definitely working on it. <laughs> we have another planning meeting on that as well this week. So, um. I think that um, what struck me as you just were, were sharing is that, you know, how people can set appointments with us right now on the website. Mm -hmm. and, and so I guess on that appointment, we just need to allow them to have a checkbox. Do you want to do in-person web appointment or do you want to do a virtual web appointment, uh, you know, appointment? Right. And, allow them that choice because everyone's in a different position and that's as we're, how we're going to deal with it. And, and I actually, I've reached out to mall management as well saying, you know, we need a plan because I think we're, we have to take the lead. That's what's the hard part is be in our industry and what we do and the projects we do with some of our grants uh, programs with the state, et cetera, we have to take the lead and they're looking to us and we're like, wow. Yeah, okay. I know. <laughs> a lot of pressure. <laughs> Little pressure there, and so we're having to be innovative and try to do a bunch of strategies going in different directions, and that'll come up more in this conversation as we work through our topics here today. But you're going to find that how we're strategizing to help uh, ourselves, our brokers, 
consumers all receive the, the services that they need and the brokers to be able to be able to be effective in, in selling going forward. And we will continue this conversation as we go, but we're all there. I think that our other office locations are there just to let people know we're here. We're committed to our community. We're here, but we're going to meet their needs wherever they want them met, whether over the telephone, whether over the Internet, uh, via email or virtual you know, meetings or in person. And that's what we all have to do. I think we, we're all going to have to meet those needs if we're going to continue forward. I think there's different um, trends in different lines of insurance too. Obviously, if you're um, if you're dealing with Medicare, you have higher risk clients because they're in that group that's you know at a higher risk. So it's important to utilize more virtual and telephonic tools like um, the providers are. They're doing telephonic appointments with um, mm-hmm. provider doctors and. Um, so I think that's a, a good thing to follow suit in PNC and life. Those ones you've pretty much been able to do virtually. Um, anyway, the hard part really is building the rapport virtually and the, that community aspect um, in your sales process. Um, and then there's also prospecting. Prospecting is all new now. Um, if you can't get out in front of people, you have to get, you know, start, how do you start a conversation? These are some of the challenges I think that um, the carriers have been kind of quiet um, and they're probably working on because I know we we are working on these internally as well. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. And just think about so – What have you noticed from clients um, as far as differences in different lines? Have you noticed that the seniors are less likely to have a person face-to-face meeting or that they want more of that face-to-face meeting? Like what are the trends you're noticing with your, I've, your I've, business? I'm finding it the same. It's really a, a, each person uniquely different. I have people that are on Medicare. They still want to meet face-to-face. I have, we have people that, that, um, that are, uh, whether the Medicare or under 65, they, 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 it's, and I think also, I think what's happening as I, um, as I uh, was discussing before, is that people need interaction with people. And so sometimes they just want to come in because they want to feel like they're connecting with people again. And so it's it's all over the map. And um, and so anyway, just uh, it's an interesting world. So we have to be able to be prepared to meet the need, the consumer's needs, whatever it is. And so we have to from all product lines. It has nothing to do with the product or the age. It has to be just with that individual consumer, what's what they need. And uh, that's why our retail locations were popular is because people still, people wanted FaceTime. They could have bought it over the internet. They could have called the 800 number, but they didn't. They wanted FaceTime. There are people that still want FaceTime and we have to meet that need. But also um, because of this COVID situation, I know we were talking to one of our carrier uh, representatives that, 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 you know, phone enrollment sales over the call centers is up 200%. So, mm-hmm. so far year to date. So obviously there's a clear trend of moving to technology over the telephone so that we have to move, we're moving that direction as well. Right. Do you think that the telephone is is getting more because it's a more familiar device that it's it's 
beating maybe uh, virtual technology, digital technology, like internet type of meetings? I think I think they. It's going to be a combination of both. I think that, you know, I think with our agency, we're really about education and we really want to give the people the quality time they deserve. And so I'd rather do virtual than just the telephone. I want them to Mm -hmm. see. I want them to understand, comprehend. I want them to. So, you know, when you when you go into this, the whole point is, is is this little extra time we take to do it virtually it's a form of prevention because, you know, what happens when they when the policy year is up or or when they've already enrolled in the plan? It's it's the decision has been made. You're living with those consequences. So, I think it's very important to take the time for people to understand what they've actually purchased. And I think that over the telephone, um, there's definitely there's something lost. They can't conceptualize in the sky or in their mind what we're talking about. So I think we really need to move the virtual using the internet or to really get them to comprehend what they're doing. And, um, and there's, unfortunately we have everyone at different phases of levels of understanding of how to use technology. So you're going to have to improvise a little bit. I'll give you an example. Let's say someone cannot connect virtually and they cannot log in and see your screen where you're doing a screen share where they can actually see your desktop. Right. And then you can walk through some visual slides and whatnot. So maybe you have to email them those documents for ahead of time and say, hey, can you open them up? Okay. And then they open them up and then you walk them slide by slide, if you will, page by page. Maybe it's on that level if you can't get the virtual to go live. And then you do the enrollment form electronically and then it goes to them for an email for a signature, electronic signature. You see? So it seems that the, uh, you can't solely go by phone because you can't get signatures. So the, there has to be a combination of both um, in order to make it work. I think there's also an issue with um, internet availability sometimes as well. Uh, so I wanted to point out from the tech industry, it's not necessarily a complicated like on your computer Zoom meeting. I mean, you can talk to people face to face, FaceTime um, through Facebook chat. You can even call people through Facebook and do a video conference phone call if you don't have an internet connection, but you have a phone, right? Um, so I think it's true. It's very, it's very much as, as many there's as many moving parts and many different needs there are with clients. So it's kind of important to know all the um, troubleshooting um, resources and and different options to take. Like you know to to reach out to a customer. Like if their internet isn't working and you have to go use a different platform, you should know various. I mean, best practices to me would seem that you need to know various platforms and how to do it various ways um, to accommodate everyone. Very important. You don't wait to the last minute to enroll someone because if you do have a technology glitch, there's a lot of anxiety that just uh, was unnecessary. (laughs) 
Yeah. We're having to address that too. But um, just to let you know, we do have anybody that wants to use what we use for software. We use a thing called any any meeting, and that is free to the end of this year. There is a basic plan. I think it's currently six ninety nine a month uh, after the first of the year, uh, but that is available. And uh, we'll have that information available to you on our website. I'll have it's actually what we're recording this podcast on. <laughs> and so just to let all of you know that that's one that I would recommend. Um, I know there's other providers out there, but this is what we've been using, and we get very comfortable with it. Matter of fact, if you can, even if you have a hard time doing screen sharing and whatnot, you can actually attach documents within the meeting where they can click on it, open it up. You can, there's a lot you can do with it. And, um, and so you can actually circle the documents and things like that when you want to, you know, show an image on there. Here, let's look at this, focus on this area here. You could put a little star or whatever. And, um, and so they know what you're looking at and so on. There's a lot of fun things you can do. You can, you can, you can even record the meetings. Um, the only problem is, is recording with uh, PII, PHI and HIPAA. That may be another issue. Um, we need to be careful of. So I don't think you want to be recording that type of information. Um, but you can use it definitely. But it is helpful if you have a presentation that you maybe want to send ahead. You can record yourself within it and send it to your client. A little preview. Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there's yeah. we can dream up. Of, there's many things we can dream up there. Absolutely. And that's what's uh, – I guess that's where the a one lot – I really like about this platform, besides being really easy to use and navigate, is that um, it has multiple options. So you can, um, in any meeting, you can record audio, you can record video, you can share your screen, and you can also give control of your screen, and so can your guest, vice versa. So I've had to have click, you know, give control, and then they can use your mouse for a minute, you know, kind of over here, you know, it's a little bit more hands-on um, than a lot of other uh, web web conference platforms out there. So I've I've enjoyed using it. I think it's a good one. Yeah. Absolutely. So I will add that information to the COVID tab when it goes live of other resources available to our brokers to use. Um, when I get that information from Chris. <laughs> Great. I appreciate that. So what's next? Basically, just yeah. really, if you really want to write it down right now, it's support.anymeeting.com. That's where you can go for your free trial through the end of the year. And uh, it doesn't allow you to have phone support because of the amount of volume of phone calls. So if you want phone support, you want more, then you got to pay for it. But the mm -hmm. free trial, that's where you go, support.anymeeting.com. And so the other thing to kind of move along is some of the other things we're dealing with right now is um, I'm going to step sideways a little bit, and then we're going to come back. What I'd like to do is come back and talk about what are we using to help brokers stay in business and what kind of enrollment platforms are we considering to that. I think that would probably be some useful conversation they'd like to hear about. And so, but one of the things that I want people to hear more about is that, you know, the unemployment that's everyone, you know, some people are getting and some people are not getting. And, and being a lot of independent brokers are self-employed. 
and they've been left on the sidelines because a lot of brokers have not been able to get appointments because of what's been going on, right? That the people are not in that mode to, to talk insurance. And, mm-hmm. and so there is an unemployment, it's called pandemic unemployment assistance that the federal government came back out with back on March 27th. And those are for those individuals that do, they call them self-employed and gigs. Um, and a gig is something where it was a head scratcher because there's not really, that's a new terminology that many of us have not used in the past. Um, and, you know, it's funny, I was having a conversation with my wife on it, and she says, gig, it's kind of like, you know, when you're in the music business, you got a gig tonight? And I'm like, yep. oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And so that's a good way of relating to it. But really a gig is for those people that are self-employed but regularly with a certain company. Like think of like Uber drivers, you know, that that's their the, the job begins and ends, begins and ends, but it's just pretty much with Uber. And so because it's based on contract to contract to contract. And so I guess that would go in line with a musician in a gig maybe. And so, mm-hmm. so that's that. But also those that are independent contractors, you're, there is supposed to be a program that's supposed to help with unemployment. So what I tried to do is try to find more information to share that. And, and the website in Nevada is, is D-E-T-R dot N-V dot gov. Now there's nothing posted that yet. It's supposed to be coming. Unfortunately, because this is something new, we've never had unemployment insurance for the self-employed. It's always been for employees that were laid off, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so it's it's coming. It's just not there yet. But so I figured, well, where can I find information to give us a place to start? You know, because we're like, well, what's it look like? I don't know. We, nobody knows. And so, but we all know that Nevada seems to follow California. A little bit, right? We all know how that works. California actually there's published, and uh, theirs is up and running. And by the way, we may be experiencing some sound difficulty right now. There's technology for you. So if you yeah. if it is, then um, it's uh, it's on a, um, I apologize for that, but that's outside of our control. And then, um, but let me go back to California. So in California, those that are self-employed, the the initial payments are $167 a week and can be payable through December 31st, Um, as well as there's an extra $600 per week, which is from March 29th through July 25th. And so they obviously can, those can be stacked. Now, those, that $167 a week, can be increased, but it's based on your prior earnings. And so all these details are being worked on. So I use California as a baseline, not saying that's what it's going to be in Nevada, but it's at least it's coming. Look at the website, keep up with it, because everyone's been impacted by this, not just those that were laid off, those that are self-employed. So let's stay tuned for that. So I think that would be important uh, for all of us to to uh, share with others as well. Sounds good. I will also add that information to the COVID tab right. for our brokers. So you mentioned uh, earlier before we got on the call today 
um, we were talking about technology, right? What are we doing? So um, I'll share on my end, and I'll be interested to see what you also offer as well. But I think a couple of things that we've done to help is that uh, we've obviously invested in new technology, new servers in our office so people can work remotely. We've invested in um, we've invested in a new application or app on your phone to where you can do life insurance right on your telephone. You can quote. I know uh, uh, last week when I was on the road, I had a friend call me, and we were just shooting the breeze. The next thing you know, he was talking about life insurance, and we were, I was trying to guess at the rates and whatnot, what they would be for this term insurance. And once I hung up, I realized, Chris, you have the application on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> so I quickly read did a quote, and I was able to actually text them the quote. Boom, it was right. And I did a comparison with multiple carriers. Boom, it was done in a couple moments. And then we continued the conversation, and if he was ready to enroll, which we have to continue the conversation, we could click, I could enroll them over the phone in just a couple minutes. And mm-hmm. so that's available now to whether you meet in person at a coffee shop in the future, you can write them up right on the phone, right on your, your cell phone, boom, you just enroll them. Or whether you're talking on the telephone or whatever other form of, of, of uh, medium that you're connecting with people, you're able to do that electronically. Um, the other thing I is... I think it's is, a great cross-sell tool, too. It's right in your hand. Um you know, you could be doing an enrollment with somebody uh, on a web conference or whatever, and you have your hand, you know, literally with your thumb. You have a lot of their information anyway. Um, so you can do a quick little, you know, <laughs> put in their information and see what comes up and, and, and do a, oh, by the way, you know, when you're asking for your referrals, also mention, oh, I also do life insurance. I can probably get you a plan with, you know, around this much, da 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 da, or however you work that into your sales pitch. Or, you know, but um, yeah, it is super quick and super convenient. It's amazing. I know it's on the Apple phone because I have the Apple phone. And it's also have... on Google Play. Okay, it is on Google as well. So basically, you just go to the App Store and you look up Carruthers. Mm-hmm. And you'll see Carruthers our logo. Yeah, you'll see, yeah, you'll see our you logo. You can also go to our website and it's at the footer. So at the very bottom of our website, I um, have added links directly to Apple and Google Play where they install. So okay. if you just open carothersinsurance.com on your phone, on a browser on your phone, and then click those, it'll take you to the store that you need to install it on your device. Yep. Yep. Then also um, for those that want uh, health insurance for their families that are under the age of 65, obviously we have Nevada Health Link where we help those enroll, those individuals' families enroll. That was created by our state, and we've been using that, and that's really easy to do, uh, even whether you're over the telephone. But, again, I love to share screens and do it through any meeting and enroll them. I've, I've done several people that way. I did one with a, a, a new broker and their client and myself on all three different locations to train that broker right over the telephone and help them enroll their clients. We were done in 45 minutes. He was practically doing cartwheels. You know, his wife mm-hmm. – Literally was going to pay, I think it was $800 a month for their insurance, and it was like $80 a month after the subsidies were applied, and his wife's coverage is going to start at the 1st of June. So that worked out. That works out well. 
Then uh, lastly, we also have uh, Uzio for group. That's right. That's right. We've been working on launching. Just about every line. We have Easy Links for uh, PNC. Yeah. Um, Uzio for group. Yep. And you can ask your admins about all of those platforms. Yep. And then obviously there's a lot of, they can go to our website. Once you log in, you have access to enrolling a lot of your consumers right through our website and even quote. Um, as well as we have a new program coming out. We'll be launching here in the next uh, week or so. We're getting ready to start a beta test right now for online for Medicare enrollments for all the carriers and one platform. Right, Desiree? Correct. We will be testing it. <laughs> in the uh, in the next week, we have a few people testing it. Um, but uh, in an effort to, you know, how, how launches go, work out any bugs before we roll out agency wide. But definitely in an effort to get it complete before this uh, upcoming enrollment season, it will be ready by this upcoming enrollment season for brokers to use. And it also has an accompanying mobile app with it, so they'll be able to enroll. It's called Medicare select a plan, I believe. It's very similar to Medicare.gov in layout. So there's a familiarity that should make it pretty easy for, um, you know, quick learning as, it, as it'll look some, somewhat familiar. Absolutely. One website, put in the medications, look up their doctors, click on enroll. Doesn't get any easier mm-hmm. than that. And... That's been in the works now for several months, and it's finally coming to fruition. And so this is how we've all had to adapt. And it's a one-stop. It's also a one-stop with our agency. Like, all the information will go to our agency. There's no more filling out those extra forms for our back-end programs. It goes directly to all the places it needs to go, from Mm -hmm. the mobile app or from the platform. So. Yep. So there's a lot of lot of good things that have have come and that are coming. We've all are adapting. So we encourage you to adapt and we all have to shift gears as they say. And uh and we are providing the training and support to help with embracing the new changes in technology. If you need extra help, just call. We're here. We have people ready to go. We can use our any meeting to show you how to use it, or you come in the office and schedule an appointment. We're ready to go to serve you and help you serve your clients. We already have up and running. Um, I do a monthly, uh, we call it Smart Webinar, Sales and Marketing Resource Tour um, that happens once a month that goes over all of where to where to get to and all the tools available for sales and marketing as a broker in our agency. Um, I believe Jenny's going to start doing a monthly um, life and website and mobile app training as we keep onboarding new brokers. So that'll be a monthly course. Um, and then hopefully once uh, Uzio's launched out here, we'll have a monthly uh small course about that and then when the beta test is done we'll, we'll roll all these out there's several there'll be several opportunities to get trained by the admins on these various platforms depending on what um, products you write the most or you like to write very good exciting times mm-hmm. difficult times exciting times change is good it helps us grow helps us move forward 
So thank you for listening. I think it'll be, I think it'll be a lot of, it'll be more efficient. A lot of this. It will be. You know, right faster, right more, right faster. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So on the next Coffee with Chris, what are we going to be talking about, Chris? I think it's time to talk about association health plans. I think that um, mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of change in the group healthcare market, and it warrants some of the updates of what's coming and what's what is working, what's not working, how we can save our consumers, our clients, and our employer groups some some good dollars on their premiums. And they are still out there, even though there may be rumors that association plans don't exist. They do exist, and they're compliant. Yes, I have heard that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're legit. They're legal. It's just a matter of understanding how they work. And there is no compromise of benefits. Everyone comes out a winner. And uh, and there's also other programs that are being discussed that we'll probably discuss in that same uh, interview. And I'll have a I'll have a guest speaker that I'll announce later. I already know who it is. It's been announced, but we'll save that for the announcement. Great. So um, another thing I want to point out is that Coffee with Chris so far has been a monthly podcast. Um, we may be rolling some, as, as, as all of this information is constantly in flux, we may be rolling some out that aren't um, necessarily, you know, the second week of the month or whatever. So there might be, you might be seeing an increase in episodes coming coming up here soon. So uh, I will definitely announce in our newsletter and on our website when the next um, episode after this one will, will be coming out. All right. Anything else? No. Thank you, everyone. I look forward. All right. Thank you so much for listening. (laughs) Take care. For more about the topics discussed here today, please visit us at carothersinsurance.com forward slash coffee with Chris. Until next time.